The team that discovered insulin sold the patent to the University of Toronto for $1 each because they felt the drug belonged to the public. Nearly 100 years later, rising insulin prices have become a pressing concern in the United States as some patients ration their medicine or cross the Canadian border to purchase the drug at more reasonable prices. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Michael Fralick, an assistant professor in the Department of Medicine at the University of Toronto and a general internist at Mount Sinai Hospital. Dr. Fralick has co-authored a perspective article on contributors to high insulin prices in the United States and strategies for addressing them. Dr. Fralick, how accessible was insulin and how was it priced in the years after its discovery? It's a great question. So after its discovery in the 1920s, initially there was a ration, mainly because there was such a high demand and the actual process to create insulin and do so in a safe manner, that was not well established. So initially, there was rationing that went on. And that's the unfortunate irony here that now there's also rationing that's going on in the U.S., but for a very different reason. So you write in your perspective article that over the past two decades, the price of insulin in the United States has risen substantially. What's that trend meant for the ability of people with diabetes to afford their medication, to have access to it? How widespread are these problems? So you're correct that the price has increased almost exponentially over the past one to two decades. And as a result of this, there has been multiple studies that have now shown that patients are unable to afford their insulin, sometimes with dire consequences, unfortunately. There have been a number of cases in people who've experienced diabetic ketoacidosis, which can occur when you're not injecting enough insulin. And of course, diabetic ketoacidosis can be life-threatening. To be honest, we don't have a good sense of how widespread the problem is from a number standpoint, because the current studies are specific to individual geographic areas or clinics where the studies have been done. But certainly, this is a pressing problem. Why do we lack generic versions of many of the insulin products that are currently on the market in the United States? It's complex. I think the simple answer is that insulin is not a pill, of course. It's not a small molecule. It's more similar to a biologic molecule. That makes it challenging for generic options to be effectively available because the process to manufacture a biologic is much more labor-intensive than a small molecule like a pill, for example. So there's less manufacturers available. And I think in addition to that, there can be patents that are made not only on the drug, but various aspects of the drug's creation. So the process for developing insulin. And as a result of these patents, What they're often doing is extending the protection of these insulin molecules against effective competition. So that's at least part of the problem. There are signs of generic options coming available in the biologic world for the most part. This is called a biosimilar, and we're going to get nuanced pretty quickly, but there's also something called follow-on generic. So what the heck is a follow-on generic? Essentially, let's say drug company X makes insulin, and it's called insulin 2.0. Well, they might then resell that insulin 2.0 under a slightly different name and price it at a lower point. That's an authorized generic medication. How do things look in other countries? Why are prices lower? I can give you sort of state from how things are here in Toronto, or where I am currently. So insulin price in Canada is much lower 
And I think that's why there have been so many reports of individuals that have crossed the border from the U.S. to come to Toronto to purchase their insulin. To give a rough estimate, it can sometimes be about 10 times cheaper in Canada than it is in the U.S. I'll have to be honest that although medications are less expensive in Canada than the U.S., medications in Canada are still pretty darn expensive when you compare it to sort of the rest of the world. So in other countries, insulin is even more affordable than it is here in Canada. In your article, you talk about two U.S. bills that are aimed at bringing down insulin prices. And insulin's also been mentioned as part of the latest drug pricing plans in Congress. What do you think the prospects are for addressing insulin prices at the U.S. federal level? I think we'll need a little bit more time to see if the bills are going to get traction. I want to stay optimistic, of course, but I do worry that there's going to need to be significant reform that takes place in order for insulin prices to become far more affordable. And I'll remain positive by saying one of the bills that was put forward, which is the Emergency Access to Insulin Act, that was a bipartisan act. So I think that gives me a bit more confidence. But of course, that's coming from a Canadian who doesn't completely understand the details of U.S. politics. You mentioned people crossing the border to Canada to buy insulin at lower prices. What about drug importation? What's appealing about that? And what are the benefits? And then what are the limitations? So drug importation, as the name suggests, involves bringing in medications from outside of the U.S. So they might be coming from Canada, Europe, you name it. And the goal is that they're sort of coming in and providing a lower price option than the medication as sold in the U.S. So currently, there has been some support for this idea to actually formalize importation. Whether or not that's actually going to happen is unclear. And of course, you asked me, is this good? Is this bad? Well, I need to be careful how I answer this question. Certainly, when this was initially announced by the Trump administration, there was a lot of hesitation, maybe even frustration in that Canadians don't like that idea because, of course, we're a small country compared to the U.S., and there's no way that we would have the sufficient supply as things currently stand. So as a Canadian, I have to state that for sure. But the potential positive is maybe importation will provide less expensive alternatives, but it can't just be from Canada. It certainly would have to be from other countries. Finally, and again, you as a Canadian physician may see this only from a distance, but as you see it, how can physicians help ensure that their patients with diabetes can effectively control their disease, given that some of them in this country may have trouble affording their medication? So among the individuals who require insulin, just in the past few months even, there have been drug companies that are providing generic alternatives, as mentioned, those authorized generics. And those, the plan and the hope is that that would be a less expensive option. So it's important for physicians to let their patients know about the other options that are available. And then also really important that in addition to who's manufacturing the insulin, there are older formulations of insulin, what's known as NPH, which a lot of people would argue is probably as good as the newer, far more expensive options. So that's important to be aware of that as well. Thank you, Dr. Freilich.